Hey, what's, what's up, up, you guys? guys? I'm Catherine. And I'm Haley. And we are Saturdays Are for the Ghouls, a podcast on the Podmoth Network. We cover all things spooky, like horror movies, true crime, the supernatural, and spooky stories in the most chaotic way possible. So join your favorite ghoul friends every Saturday, wherever you listen to podcasts. And become a spooky babe. <laughs> so spooky babes, we'll see you in your nightmares. Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Hi, welcome to Beyond the Shadows. I'm your host, Brandy. And I'm Justin. What's up? Today is actually a bonus episode nice, day. Nice, nice. Yes, it is. It is. We are not supposed to be here, but we wanted to do one, so we did one. Uh, yeah, man. So what's what's been up since uh, last week? Uh, same old, same old. Work. Then that's about it. Nice. We did a market this weekend. Uh, it was pretty fun up in Raleigh. Uh, did did that. Uh, got to get out and meet some people uh saturday did that yeah, go it went well? pretty well uh we sold a little bit more than i thought we would considering it's vhs and it's there's still like uh there wasn't like specifically vhs people there but people still were like interested so i thought it was a good sign uh but after that we went and saw the new exorcist Ooh, don't tell me anything about it yet i haven't seen it yeah so we went and saw that and then uh, we came back here, ate, and then we went back that night because they were doing a special showing at the Alamo of uh, Opera. Have you ever heard of Opera by Argento? Uh, no, uh, I know Phantom of the Opera. No, no, no. But it's really cool. It was a really cool uh, Italian horror film. We went and checked that out. I got to see it in theaters, old one, so it was real fun. And then basically, I've just been really uh, – putting the etsy shop back together getting it going again and updating it and uh yeah i say it's going pretty well i got to check these out so i'm about to put these up on the shop what is spiral that? it's uh oh okay there was like a glare I one of the one of the name. jigsaw like the saw movies and then i got a copy of this one these are all blu-rays by the way you can't see these are oh, also yeah. return of the living dead i got a cool copy of seven annabelle uh friday 13th part two the nun classic uh, i don't know if you've seen this movie seen but one. a lot of people have been talking about it uh it's been recirculating i think it just got released again on vhs it's called relic no i don't copy think i've heard of that of it. on blu-ray it's pretty sick it's gonna go up on the site and then uh yeah i got a, a foreign film called uh first love it's pretty cool gonna check that out but doing some stuff like that but other than that what have you been up to I literally just work. Oh, and I, I went hiking. Um, it's weather is cooling down, so I'm doing that more again. Nice, nice. Yeah, we uh been enjoying this cooler weather. We got to close the pool down now. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Not looking forward to it, but it is what it is. All right. Especially because it took you guys forever to like <laughs> get it right. Yeah, it did, but it'll be easy next year because I'll just have to open it and it's it's good to go. But uh, so yeah. Anyway. What are we going to talk about today, people? So um, today we are actually talking about uh, not one movie, but two movies. 
Well, actually, I guess it is one movie because it was like a they they did. No, I mean it's it's like maybe one concept or like one idea or I don't know if you'd even say that. I would say it's definitely two movies. Uh, I would call it more of a collection. And uh, I really think if you're going to watch one movie, you should probably watch them together. I would definitely watch them yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely. Because uh, I remember the first time I watched the movie that came out first, I actually didn't like it. Then I thought when I watched this movie, because of the reason this movie got on my radar, the second one that came out, the second name, uh, to, I'm not saying it yet because I'll let you do it, but uh, was because it got released on VHS by uh, Terrorvision from a uh, gray face record. Oh, okay. So I looked it up and then I was like, I thought that was that last, that, that movie. And then it's like the description. You're like, I've, I've I said, it looks really familiar. Before. I was like, I swear I've seen this, blah, blah, blah. And I looked it up and then I realized it was two different movies, same guy. And, and if you look at the, the cast and everything, I don't know if you looked into it, but, or if you even noticed it, I mean, you should notice it when you're watching, but there are quite a, there are, there are some cast members in there that were in both movies. That play the same role in both movies. I thought maybe like some of the girls and then like the homeless man, maybe, but sex worker lady, I think, or the woman that they she cracked yeah, yeah. up. In well, the I don't know if one. she is a sex worker. I'm kind of guessing. Like from the first one, you can tell she's in a bad situation. They don't really say, but in the second one, they I think they pretty much allude to her. She kind of yeah. yeah. So uh yeah, I thought that was really cool. Uh they had a bigger budget, you could tell. Uh but yeah, after watching the second one, then going back and watching the first one again, and then going back and watching the second one. So I've probably watched these about four times now. I really do like it. Uh, it's a lot better than I thought it was the first times I watched it. Uh, definitely took me two watches, but uh, yeah. Well, I only watched them once, uh, but I love them both. I I, th- I don't know. I think I like the first one a little bit more, I thought. But then like the more I thought about it, I was like, I don't know. They're they're both very good and slightly different like they they give you a little bit of something different in each one they do they do so how do you how should we do this we talk about a little piece of each one at a time until the movie's over both of them doing both together or separately that's what i was trying to to decide i don't really know so i guess let's just like together yeah um so the movies that we're talking about today are the last shift and Malum, and they are directed by Anthony DeBalsi. I'm probably uh pronouncing that wrong. I'm so sorry. Um, but so last so what, shift came out in 2014. Let me just say that first of all, and then Malum was released in two, uh 2023, so it just came out. So that's a pretty close timeline, but it's also not super close. I mean, that's a 10 year difference, but you have to think 10 years. Is, I mean, for him, probably it seemed like an eternity. But 10 years isn't a long time to remake the same movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. And what I thought was cool about it is that he made it, which I honestly like it's funny because like he made the movie and then I guess he thought he could do it better and he had like a bigger budget. So he he remade it. But honestly, the first one's so good. Like, I I feel like he didn't even need to remake it. Like it's a standalone. It's still a great movie. But I'm not mad that he did remake it because score wise, you have another great movie. Score wise, I would say the second one has better score to it. The music and everything, the atmosphere is better. Yeah, yeah. Like I was it reminds a, me more of was, old horror. Yeah, like um, 
like because on the opening of the second one you think it's just like cult footage and then you realize oh no this is a snuff film and it's got like that that 70s horror kind of like vibe to it yeah so the film we're talking about is last shift and then the second one is malum so you ready to to go in on it so um we were just talking about like how the movie opens up in the first one so um, the basically the concept of the movie is this girl is a police officer and her father was also a police officer and he worked in the same precinct and this precinct is being shut down and they are moving to a new location like they've already had it. A new one's already up and running and uh, this is the last night that this place is going to be open. So they just need somebody there in case, you know, somebody comes by not knowing that like they've moved locations and stuff like that. And so um, they tell her like, hey. Phones have been rerouted to the new station. So, like, you shouldn't really receive any calls. Like, if somebody shows up, just send them over to us. And so, you know, like, they're telling her it's going to be a pretty quiet night, and she's the only one there. Now, one thing I want to talk about is that while in both of the movies, it starts out the same way about this girl taking a shift. But uh, there's two different things to this movie, though. And when I was talking to Emily about it, we were discussing it and I thought, and we, I thought it was very interesting. So in the first movie, her dad is revered as a hero, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone treats and looks at her completely different. In the second movie, what we left out was uh, that before she takes this shift, you see her father who ended up uh, rescuing these girls from the cult or whatever. Like, it doesn't really say exactly. It just kind of like tells you like he rescues some people uh there's like a news article and all the coppers are like yeah let's cheer for him and he's kind of like oh i don't want anything but you can tell he's not right in the head well then uh you see this dude ends up uh going it cuts to a scene and then i'm gonna play a clip real quick okay and yeah it's not her dad anymore it, it cuts to like a scene of a co-worker of her dad's and they're like, yes. in the... so the scene cuts, they're in a, they're in the suiting range at the police station. It's a, it's a male police officer, a female police officer. And this is four minutes into the second film. And at this point I was hooked. Like I was, I knew that I wanted to watch it. Uh, right. What do you want? You still mad at me? Yeah. Fucking mad at you. Oh, look, that's never happened to me before. I swear. Look, I drink too much. I've got one rule. I don't fuck dudes that can't drink as much as me. And you fucking snore. <laughs> oh, dude, as soon as she fucking finishes that line, this dude's head is just like, or this chick's head is just gone. Like it blows off blood everywhere, shows it. The dude's got blood on his face. He turns around. Then you see her father who has like the most wicked smile on his face, grin. And then he just blows that dude away. Yeah, it was so unexpected because, like, at first I was thinking, like, oh, he got shot. But then I realized, like, it cut to her and she has no head anymore. And the blood's all over him. And then he turns around and then he gets blasted. Yeah. So anytime, like, a decapitation scene for me, like, I like uh, slashers, gory movies. I like low budget stuff. Uh, there were a couple decapitation scenes in the second one. Yes. So with that being said, with some of that gore and stuff, I was a super big fan of it because you don't see that with a lot of newer stuff, uh, especially, I guess, that are like on this scale or or if there is. I, I don't know where it's at. So please uh, write us an email and let me know. But yes. Yeah, so um, 
so that was different in the second one, but back to the first one, like the things that were similar in it, similar uh, in those when she goes to the police station to like take on her shift, um, there's a cop already there and she comes upon him and he's like losing his shit. He's like screaming at somebody and yelling. And then she comes up to him and she's like, hello, excuse me, sir. And he's like, turn around. And you're like, what the what the fuck is his problem? And so she turns around and she starts to walk away. And then he's like, stop. I didn't tell you to walk away. I just said, turn around. And then she was like, I'm, I'm here for my shift. And the whole movie, you're thinking, what the fuck was that about? And then by the end of the first movie, you're like, okay, that makes sense. Why he did that. That's interesting. I didn't think about it like that. I didn't realize it till the end of the movie because I was like, why did he make her do that? And then because he thought that she yeah. Okay. So you're a guy's a there's like ghosts that, that are there. He doesn't tell her about him, but like you you run later on into this ghost that she she meets that when he turns around and walks away after she's had this long conversation with him, he has a huge exit wound to the back of his head where he's pretty much uh committed suicide via shotgun. Yeah, that one really took me by surprise. I was like, oh, God, he's not real. Well, it was like at first, I kind of was like the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, yeah, definitely. Not, oh, this is just a nice guy. This is cool, you know. Maybe this is going to be someone who's going to, probably he's going to end up trying to help her and then get killed. But then he was like so nice. I was like, okay, something's definitely off. They're trying to make this like over the over nicely thing. And then, yeah, he turned around and boom, there there was the wound. But, but essentially, uh, in both of them, you have the same thing leading up to it. Uh, the first one, he takes her to, uh, what is it, like a bio lab or evidence lab or whatever? I think it was an evidence room. Yeah, yeah. Where there's like some biochemical things in there, leftover or something. And he informs her that there's supposed to be a team coming later to pick those things up. Yeah, how's yeah. that team? So it's kind of similar. Now, uh, one thing that's different is the relationship with the mother is also very different in uh, both movies. And one you kind of just know they're a strain and the other one you get a lot more facts in the second one and it builds on that story uh also i would say really uh the the after watching the first one and the hazmat situation i instantly knew what was going to happen with the mother in the second yeah, one yeah. Though, just because yeah. of the so uh in the first one, you find out because every no one can understand why this chick took this shit. Or in the second one, you find out no one can really understand why this chick would take this shift because her dad pretty much went postal, ended up killing a bunch of police officers when he went crazy. He was a police officer, killed his own people in his police station, but now she's a police officer. The thing I hated about it in both stories is like a year later, I feel like no, none of this would ever play out like this in the real world. But it is what it is, so we're gonna roll with it. A year later, she's there. Uh, in the first one though her dad was killed in the line of action so he was a hero her mom didn't want her to take the job but she decided she was going to take the job because because she wanted to be like her dad like closer to her dad uh she ends up finding a picture of them in her locker now she does she finds a picture in the locker in the second one as well but in the second one uh she actually goes to look for the thing because she's looking for that file right yeah, that part was like, well, I don't know if she was looking for it. Like, she looked in the locker 
And then like it was kind of a part of it was bent back. And so she like popped it open and there was like a box with a bunch of shit. Well, so in I it. was looking into stuff and from what I was reading, that was what what they, what what the theory was is that was because everyone's like, why would she take that shift? That is in the second one. That's the whole premise of the movie is why she took that shift was because she needed to get into her father's locker because she wanted to know what really happened. Because oh, she okay. couldn't believe that she didn't believe that her father was this guy that everyone says he was. You know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah. totally makes so sense. So it's though. it's really cool because <laughs> you you essentially have the same movie from two different points of views, and in both movies, it's like the same thing, but it's just their perception of who she is is different in both movies, which therefore affects how the same characters interact with her in both movies. You know. Which I thought was really cool. Like it's really hard to explain. Yeah. You're probably listening to this thinking, like, what the fuck are you talking about? This sounds so stupid. <laughs> yeah, but the one thing that was consistent in both movies is like she was the rookie. And so like they kind of they gave it a like the pressure of like maybe she couldn't yeah, do the I job mean, or it, handle it's, it. It's the same thing. Like she's a rookie cop in both movies. Her father was killed in the line of duty. In one movie, uh, yeah, her father killed himself. And in the other movie, he was killed being a hero. And then the story just kind of plays out pretty much the same. Yeah. So pretty much I the same. Say, after the, yeah. uh, the next big interaction would be the homeless gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in both movies, like all of a sudden. So in the first one, he's just in the building already somehow. But in the second one. She the, she hears like commotion and goes up front and he's standing outside the door and then he like starts spewing some crazy shit about like the cult and his daughter and she never come home and she's still here and then in both films he starts to urinate. Which one did you like um, better? And then I thought it was better when he was just when she in the first one when she just walks in and he's just there and she's like excuse me excuse me pretty much and he's just like. Whips it out, starts peeing, and is like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> just, I thought that was way creepier. Yeah, no, the yeah, the second one, he was just kind of like, oh, acting like your typical homeless man. The first one yeah, was yeah. way more mystery and like kind of on edge. Like, well, why the fuck are first, you saying know, anything, like, dude? At the whole time, like you can't really tell too. Like, is this uh, a hallucination? Yeah, is a this hallucination? something she's imagining? Are these ghosts? Is this really happening? Like, you don't like it's really hard to really figure it out. So it was really cool. I mean, the movie does a really good job at creating that like an atmosphere around it. Like it really does suck you in. Yeah. So then she um she takes the homeless man in and she puts him in the holding, which, by the way, in the beginning of both films, the officer that meets her at the beginning of her shift does say, don't go back into holding. Like, don't go back there. It's pretty much like off limits. There's nothing for you back there. There's nobody back there. Just don't worry about it. Yeah. So she takes the homeless man and she goes and puts him into holding and he starts to wrestle her. And as he's wrestling her, she has to like wrestle him back into the cell and mistake number one. Like I just knew as soon as her foot went over that threshold, that fucking door was going to close. And in both films, it does. And then she's like trapped inside with them. The lights go hard, like flashlight isn't working. That's another thing too. Like the building's still operating. It has electricity. Why the fuck wasn't she turning light switches on? Like she's just walking through that bitch with her flashlight. I I don't think that uh, the lights worked everywhere. Maybe or like some of them were going out. I think and she had to like reflip it back on. Remember, like 
at that one part, doesn't she take like a circuit breaker, like one of those little things, and she like flips it over, and then it comes back on? Yeah. Oh, I maybe. Think that yeah. Well, there were some. <laughs> there were some other continuity errors I'll get to later. Um, but yeah, so the flashlight goes out, and then like you think she's wrestling with the homeless man in the dark, and then the light turns back on, and it's like shining on her, and you think the homeless man has it, but then the light moves over to the homeless man who's crouched over in the corner and then she realizes like shit somebody else is in here and then the light goes out yeah uh which i thought was fucking creepy (laughs) which one did you think was creepier though when it happens in the first one or the second one um probably the second one just because that jump scare of the three people where it's just like a vision of them hanging in front of her I thought that the first one was pretty intense the second time I watched it only because uh, the scene where she, so she thinks he has the flashlight and he's shining it. And then you see the camera pan over and then you see her realize that he's not like he's laying there. Right. So then she cuts back and she says something. I think it's like, who are you? Or like, I've got a gun or I'll shoot you or something like that. And she like puts her hand on her gun and she says something else. And then it just drops. So those that that part of or those two parts of the movies are similar, but then the next part they were different. So in the first movie, because she's locked in and she's like freaking out, calling for help, suddenly there's an officer there, Officer Price, and he's like, "Whoa, you know, calm down, it's okay. I I, I come by to check on you. They said there was a rookie here on the first night, uh, closing, and you know he's like really nice and." all of this and then this ends up being you know after they have this long conversation and she you know she feels better and she feels calm he turns around to to walk away and then that's when you notice he has no um the back of his head is missing it's just gone and then she realizes that oh he's a ghost yeah because i mean they were kind of like i thought they were flirting a little yeah, yeah, because you're like, oh, he's gonna be like there to help her and save he's her. He's gonna be like, like her, her white knight. Like he's probably gonna die, but she'll live because he was there to help her. And then, yeah, that did not happen. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all, not at all. Uh, after that happens, and she realizes that that dude's head's blown out. Uh, it kind of gets pretty fast paced from that point. Yeah. Yeah, she starts hallucinating left and right. They turn it up a notch, but in the second movie. Um, she has like a really intense hallucination. Like she's like, she's there with the cult, the ladies of the cult, like being sacrificed. Like they're about to bash her head in with a bat or something. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as they go to like hit her, she like screams and the door opens and she's back out in the hallway. Now let's talk about that. The bat. So they reference in some of the stuff in the first one, like beating him in the face with the bat when she's Mm -hmm. watching the videos talks about like how the teeth were like pushed up into like the forehead and all this stuff and then it cuts to that one scene and there's like creature coming under that desk you know what i'm talking about oh yeah that was creepy as hell yeah i never thought of it the first time i watched it because i guess i wasn't paying attention but it was that chick's face beating monica that i think it was the girl monica keeps calling and she's like pretty much tells her she's like look I hear pigs. And... Yeah, you're not real. Like, Monica's dead. And that's when, like, the person says something and starts laughing. And then you hear this noise. But that thing comes out. And it's, or, like, Monica's face is fuck, dude. 
Oh yeah. So all throughout the movie, before like she realizes like she's hallucinating, she thinks she's just getting prank calls from people who are fucking with her. Well, in the they- first one, she she seems more scared, and she thinks she's actually getting real calls, and like someone's actually like being attacked. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, she does. But Which the- she thinks that in the second one too. Eventually. Yeah, but the officers, when she called for help, they were like, they're just prank calling you. Yeah, yeah. They, and then they were, they were like, totally dismissive, which goes back to what I was talking about. It's really cool because it shows you how much it changes from the first to second one just based off how they view her because of who her father was. Yeah. How because the, that's why in the second one, they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. Shut up. We're busy. We don't have time for this shit. Because they could care less. Because to her, like she, she's just as much of a cop killer as her dad is. Oh yeah, and the the uh, in like the first few minutes of the first or the second movie, that one guy's like, "If you ever killed anybody before, you ever watched the life drain from somebody's eyes?" And then she was like, "No," and he was, yeah, he she's was like, like are uh, you... "What are you asking me?" <laughs> yeah, he's like, "You're sick, just like your father." She's like, "Dude, I literally just, I would just work here." So, yeah, uh, at that point, I think, uh, should we continue and tell them the rest or should we let them finish after that so they can figure out what happens and be surprised? Yeah, actually, I wouldn't want to tell them the whole thing just because like the endings of both movies are completely different. And I like that. I feel like you get more of a, a backstory with the second movie. Um, but the first movie I feel like was uh, definitely scary, had a lot of jump scares, just creepy all around. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would definitely recommend this uh, if you're trying to find some good spooky movies to watch this season. I would recommend it. Uh, you can watch it for free on Tubi if you want to. Yeah, um, it's Last Shift is free on Tubi. I, Malum, I think you have to buy or rent. Yeah, I think so. I think you can watch it free on Vudu with commercials as well, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, But you can get it on Amazon, uh, Hulu, uh, I think it's on Spectrum TV, the Roku channel, Stars, uh, and Apple TV has it. But uh, if you want a physical copy of it, uh, you can get the VHS from uh, TerraVision, or you could buy the Blu-ray. I think they have a Blu-ray as well, or it might just be a VHS, but... You can get that, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was a great movie. I definitely would recommend this to people. It's been um it's been on my watch list for a while, and I didn't even know it was like a remake, but I did notice the similarities because in like the what like movie poster or movie picture for it on both of them, I was like, that character looks very similar, just yeah, like the, the cuts in the, the face and yeah, that's what made me think of that movie because that image, dude. When that when I saw the picture for Last Shift, I think it originally, I watched it when it originally came out. It was on Netflix. Yeah, I was like, those look and really I, yeah, similar. it looked re- no, it just looked intense. I was just like, damn, dude, because this is back probably in 2014 or 2015 when it came out. The first time I ever saw like saw the picture like the on the streaming, you know, where I have like a picture and then like uh, your description of the title or whatever. I always also, saw special, it, but it took me forever to actually watch it. The special effects in the first one were good, but they were way, way better in the second one. Yeah. Like when you actually see the demon, like in the first one, it's just like a guy and you could tell like they cut his face up to make him look demonic. But in the second one, he is like a real creature from the from the pits of hell. Like he looks scary. 
Yeah, I mean, it was two really good movies. Uh, I would definitely watch them. All right. So, uh, as promised, I believe last week I said we would jump in and knock out an email that we received. Yeah. Yes. Do you yeah, want to read it? Yeah, let me pull that up real quick. I got to go through and find it. Uh, they did want to remain anonymous, okay. by the way. I will refer to them as Robert. Is that okay? Sure. All right. So uh, if you wrote this, uh, you know who you are, but I'm going to call you Robert. Uh, yeah, so we received an email a little bit ago, and we've been wanting to go over it. So uh, this is written to us by uh, Robert. It's titled Psychic Medium, A Gift or a Family Curse. In celebration of my mom's 50th birthday, I wanted to share a lens into my family's connection with the paranormal phenomenon. I'll start with my mom, who began experiencing vivid dreams at a young age and would then occur on a daily basis. Soon followed by abilities in these dreams, she is given the duty of guiding or to guard over others in the way or in what we would refer to as the spirit world. Ah, oh, dude, that's fucking, uh, that makes me think of insidious. What is that? Uh, when the dudes like, uh, we went over at uh, sleep paralysis, could, like, uh, astral projection. Yeah, yeah. That's what that makes me think. That's crazy dude to be able to, cause essentially what he's, I, I'm getting, unless I'm wrong, he's saying that she can leave like, her, bo- or she's saying, yeah, he's saying she can leave her body and then she protects people while she sleeps. Right. That's All what it right. sounds like. That's pretty crazy. Robert. Uh, the dreams were constantly uh, the same, but every night it is a different person who she must attend over. With little to no understanding to these dreams, at first she led her down the path of practicing Wicca, which turned her into focus to achieve being a white witch. Uh, I believe that means like a good witch. I'm not but really I've heard sure. There is no white or black magic, so we're just going to call it witch. Which, okay, as it is uh, in our belief, sorry, I, I have really bad eyes, <laughs> is in our belief uh, one's ability to self-serve others and not for personal gains. Skeptical f- of her experiences, she soon confirmed her dreams are in fact in correlation to our reality. Our story that stuck out the most to me is one morning as she was preparing for her day she was watching a TV news report of a young girl whose body was discovered after she had gone missing, yelling at my dad, that's her, that is the young girl who was in my dream last night. Holy I just got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, because I'm pretty sure this person's not too far f- from us, yeah? Yeah, no. Yeah, so this would be a local... Uh, Robert, if you are listening, uh, I would really like you to write back and let me know the name of that case because I'd really like to look into that. Maybe I'll do a little true crime on it because I find it very interesting. Well, I I know I know Robert from here, but I I do know he has family in other states, so I don't know if his mom is also well, from either here way. Or... I would still find it very interesting to be able to research who that person was and oh, then yeah. be able to talk about that. But uh, so okay. So, uh, so much. So she demanded for it to stop and to give her a break. 
Sure enough, someone listened. And so that night, she, uh, when she dreamt, instead of guarding over other adults or children, she was hearing or visually seeing the dead. No crystal ball, Ouija board, or other spiritual tools need it. It is as if, in fact, these spirits seek for her willingly, knowing she can communicate with them directly. Often enough, when she is speaking to someone, a past relative or a friend of theirs will be in her or will be in her ears begging for her to pass on a message. Although, as you can assume, it would be rude or wrongful to tell someone that you may not even really know, hey, I just want to let you know your dead partner, child, or so forth, reach out to me just to tell me blah, 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 etc. Message. Yet it doesn't end here for for these abilities passed or passes through each generation in our family, including my grandmother, my other two siblings, and myself, even know or even though how to or even though how tuned we are and what our abilities do have varied. I myself have the ability known as uh I don't know this word, Brandy. Oneronics. O-N-E-I-R-O-N-A-U-T-I-C-S. One ironics, notics. Yeah, I'm gonna look that uh, up. I've never heard of that. One ironics refers to the ability to travel within a dream as conscious basis. Such a traveling dream may be called a one or not. Oh, like an astronaut, but a one or on that or not. I don't know how you would say it. Fuck. But essentially, it what what he what they're saying is uh, astral projection. And subconsciousness. Yeah, astral projection. So he's able to astral project is what, what I got from it. And result before having any discussion oh. prior, the two of us could describe the exact same experience that occurred within a dream at the same moment. The stronger the bond I have with an individual, the better the bridge is for me to telepath to one subconscious. Consider this gift a family curse. It's been a joy listening to Beyond the Shadows. And feel free to reach out if you want to know more of our paranormal experiences or abilities. Keep on the awesome work. Keep on with the awesome work. Till next time, see you on the other side. Robert. Thank you, Robert. That was a very nice uh, letter. Yeah, yeah Robert, man. that was uh, cool. Yeah, I would love also, to hear if you, more. If we're ever hanging out and you get a message from one of my relatives that have passed on, please feel free to tell me. I'm totally Yeah, yeah. To or that. if they want you to tell her to tell me, feel free to do that as well. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool, man. Yeah, I would love to uh, maybe do another episode where we dive more into astral projection. I would love to have someone on here. I mean, we can change your voice. You don't have to disclose your name if you don't want to. But uh, yeah, hear hear more about your. I want to get a yeah, medium on the show experiences. now. And I, I would really be interested to if you could send me uh, the case or the name of the person the little girl that went missing that your mother was having the dreams about. Cause I would really like to look into that. Maybe like what happened. And I don't know. It's very interesting though. Uh, yeah. That's so fascinating yeah. to me. Wow. We need a medium. I know, dude, I, that's all I want to do ever since we had <laughs> Rob on here uh, doing the paranormal stuff. I just want to get more and more paranormal people in here and just start picking people's brains. So with that being said, if you are that person that, that could fill that spot and you want to come on here and talk to us, 
hit us up, man. As Brandy always says, you can reach us where at? At beyondtheshadowspod at gmail.com. Or you could follow us on Instagram at beyondtheshadowspod there too. Also, if you watch the movie, let us know what you think about it. I think there's a comment section on Spotify, like below episodes now, where people can like ask questions and stuff or leave comments. Well, that's our bonus episode for today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. As always, keep exploring Beyond Beyond the the shadows. Shadows.